0: I'm Nathan and welcome to Stories with a Twing. For today's episode, I have two supposedly true creepy stories for you. The first story is actually from one of my aunts, so I would like to thank her in advance for sending these two stories. I grew up in the 60s in a small Alabama town. Most people in our small community knew each other. I attended a small rural school where everyone was sometimes too aware of one another's business. When one of our neighbors lost three members of his family in a tragic car accident, news traveled quickly. We were all devastated. It took me a very long time to be able to travel comfortably by car any place. As the years went by, our neighbor moved the old house he had lived in to an isolated pasture and built a new one. My boyfriend and I would sometimes park near the old abandoned house to kiss and talk about my numerous siblings bugging us. One night as we sat talking and listening to Beaker Street on the radio we saw a bright white light coming toward us from the nearby woods. At first we weren't too concerned because we thought it was a hunter. It came straight toward us hopping down the fence row. As it got closer we started to realize it wasn't a hunter or anything we had ever seen before. It paused in front of our car before racing to the top of the abandoned house and circling the chimney. By this time we were frantically trying to turn the car around and leave. We feared it would come back and enter our car. We finally got the car turned around and were speeding away when I looked back and saw it pop down the chimney. Needless to say, we never parked there again. We never found out what it was and it's a mystery to us even today. She also sent a second story. We bought our first home in a quiet neighborhood not far from the beach. The lady who once owned the property still lived in a house nearby. She seemed to find it difficult to come to terms with the fact that it no longer belonged to her. Apparently, a relative had handled the sale. She often yelled at any child she saw climbing what she considered her trees. One day, we learned that she had died in her home all alone. It saddened us to think of how unhappy and alone she had been. Not long after her death, my husband and I were awakened at around 2 o'clock in the morning by a figure standing by her closet. I remember a feeling of intense malevolency coming from the figure. I've never considered myself a coward, but that morning I was. I hid behind my husband and pulled the covers over my face. I heard my husband yell, Who the hell are you? Then began to get out of bed and reach for the light. I slowly peeked out from under the covers. There seemed to be no one there except my husband, so I reluctantly got out of bed. We searched the whole house and checked the children who were still asleep. We checked all the windows and doors. Everything was locked up tight. We never found out if there had actually been anyone in our house or not. If not, then we were both having the same vision. We never saw it again after that morning. So those were just two of my aunt's stories. I want to thank her so much for sending them to me. So please, if you feel so inclined, you can send your stories to twang at gmail.com. The last story of the episode was posted on Reddit by MemeAlert2. It is called, The Poolways. I remember waking up on that day full of excitement. Our family lived almost an hour out of town, so any time we made the trip there we had a blast. Today was a special occasion though, we were going to go swimming at the city pool center. I had been there many times as the facility had been built before I was even born. But even so, my brothers and I had insane amounts of fun any time we visited the place. It was over 20 years old now and the city was planning on closing it and constructing a new aquatic center. This was the last chance we would have to go there so we planned to stay the whole day. The drive into town felt so much longer this time. Every billboard that passed by brought a pang of excitement up in my chest. I knew them all by heart, and once you saw the Arby's billboard, it was only ten more minutes to town. After what felt like hours, we finally arrived. The sun was baking down on the parking lot, it was nearly 90 degrees out. I raced my brothers to the pool center door, ignoring the calls from our mother to slow down. We ran past the girl at the desk and into the men's lockers. She barely glanced up, minimum wage was not enough to chase us down. Besides, she knew our mother would be in shortly to pay the fee for us. We did not even stop to shower like the sign said, we just ran pell-mell through the lockers and into the pool area. The familiar feelings of the tiles on our feet, the wet smell of chlorine in the air, nothing smelt better to us then. The day itself was filled with all the classic fun kids could have in the pool. Swimming races, splashing contests, riding the slides over and over. I even jumped off the second highest diving board although most of my brothers were too scared to jump that one. All too soon the day came to an end. An employee spoke over the intercom saying that the pool was closing soon. Our mother put her book away and called for us to get ready to leave. Nobody likes that he feeling as you try to get out of the pool after a long time. Clothes soaking wet feel like they weigh a thousand pounds. Grumbling about the cold, we all slowly left the water and slopped our way towards the lockers where we left the towels. I was exhausted, so I sat down for a second just to let the water drain off for a bit. When I looked up, everyone else had gone. My mother peeked out from the door and called to me. Get over here now, we are leaving. Then I was alone. I got up to go join them, but something stopped me. I looked back, the tall winding tube slide called to me. One more ride. It was the last time we would be here after all. I succumbed to the temptation and ran over to the ladder. It felt so much harder to climb it now, I was cold and wet from being out of the water for so long. Then a loud noise echoed out, almost making me lose my grip. The giant fluorescent lights were turning off, one at a time. Bang, 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 they went as the rows of them powered off. I looked down, I was closer to the top now, so it still made sense to take the slide down. I quickly climbed the last few rungs and positioned myself at the top of the slide. It was so dark now, a yawning black mouth twisted away into nothingness. I closed my eyes and pushed down. Down and down I went, turn after turn, sending me spiraling along. I lost all sense of direction as I tumbled through the darkness. I did not remember the slide being this long. It felt like it was going on forever. Finally, I saw light shining from the bottom, then I popped out, falling a few meters into the water below. Coughing up a bit of water I had swallowed, I pulled myself upright and went to head out of the pool for the final time. However, after looking around for a solid minute, I could not see the way out. There was no pool ledge, no doorway leading to the locker rooms. All I could see were several winding poolways leading away. I was confused, I did not remember this part of the pool center. I started walking through the waist-high water seeing if maybe the door was around one of the corners. However, each corner I rounded just revealed more twisting hallways, paths that led in all directions. I must have taken the wrong slide, ended up in some other section of the pool center. I called out as I trudged through the lukewarm water. My mother's name echoed for a long time through the halls, but there was no response. I kept moving, surely if I walked for long enough I would come to some entrance to this place. Ten minutes passed, then thirty, then an hour. The winding pullways just kept going, all the same, lit with the glow of humming fluorescent lights on the ceiling. I was glad that at least the lights in this area remained on. The place I had taken the slide from had already been turned off. As if reading my mind there was a loud bang as a light just out of my view went off. Like dominoes, they all began to turn off one by one. Bang, bang, bang. The darkness snaked its way toward me, then consumed me, leaving me in utter and total blackness. I was terrified now, not only because I was lost, but because I knew I would be grounded for taking so long to get back to the others. I started yelling out my family's names, sloshing through the water as fast as I could. I banged into a wall, then another, before I finally got accustomed to the darkness. As soon as I could make the walls out, I came to a stop to get my bearings. As the sound of the water around me quieted, a cold feeling came over me. I could hear other water splashes coming to a stop behind me, maybe 20 or 30 meters back. It could easily just be some employee closing up, but for some reason the hairs on my arms and neck were all on end. I slowly turned my head back, squinted out into the darkness behind me. At first, I could not see anything, but as I looked around carefully, I was able to make out a humanoid figure peering from around a corner all the way at the end of the poolway. It stood stock still, not making a sound. I was frozen there for minutes, staring at it. Was it real? Did I actually see a figure? Yes, it was definitely there. My mind was filled with horrifying ideas before the rational side of my brain took over. This was just the pool center I had been to so many times. That was probably just Mr. Bear, the cleaning guy. This was good. He could help me find the exit. I mustered my courage and called out to the figure. My voice came out as a squeak, not sounding like me at all. Is that you Mr. Bear? Despite how quiet my voice was, my voice echoed over and over again asking the question in different tones, is that you Mr. Bear? The figure did not respond, but instead it pulled away out of view. That simple action shook me to my core. That was definitely not Mr. Bear. Shivers winded through my body. Trying to make as little noise as possible, I began to move away from where the figure had vanished. Much slower now, I made my way down the dark poolways. Hardly daring to breathe as I walked, I tried to listen for the telltale splash from behind me. I would glance back often, but thankfully did not see anything in the darkness besides the blue and white tiles. I had no way to measure the actual time, but my legs burned from walking through the water. I had to have been moving through the dark poolways for at least a few hours. Then I saw a faint red glow come into view down one of the poolways to my left. That had to be the way out. I began to move toward the light as fast as I could, no longer caring about the splashing I was making. The red light grew stronger until a ledge came into view. I climbed out of the water and fell back onto the cold blue tile, gasping for breath, finally somewhere to rest. After a few minutes of catching my breath, I took a look around. There were several pipes leading from the ceiling to the floor, with valves on them and such, but what caught my eye was a door in the wall there. A sign above it prominently displayed the words, Exit, in a deep red glow. Yes, this was the way out. I must have been going in circles or something and missed it. I struggled to stand up and painfully made my way to the door. As I reached it, I heard the soft slap of wet skin against tile behind me. I spun around to see a dark humanoid figure crawling along the ceiling of the poolway I had emerged from. It did not freeze as I looked at it this time. Instead, it moved lightning fast toward me along the red-lit tile of the roof. I turned away in utter terror. Wrenching the door open, I ran through it into the darkness beyond. I fell down a flight of stairs, banging my way to the bottom where I landed on some rough carpeting. I lay there for a second, my heart pounding. There you are! called a loud angry voice. I looked up to see my father striding toward me, his face flushed with frustration. We have all been looking for you for hours. Where have you been? I saw the pool staff emerging from where they had been searching, watching us in relief. My mom ran over and hugged me, her face white. I thought you were kidnapped, she said. We were so worried. I was in shock, not sure what to say, but relieved that I was out of the poolways. My father thanked the staff and we left for the car. I tried to explain what happened, but my parents thought I was lying, trying to cover up my misdeeds. My father told me I was grounded for a month. However, the warmth of the car and the safety of the towel wrapped around me was worth being grounded for a lifetime. As we took the hour-long trip home, I swore to myself to never swim in a pool center near closing time again. Alright everyone, so that was the Pool Ways. They posted the story in the no sleep subreddit. I just happened to see it and loved it, and I wanted to share it with all of you. So thank you so much, memealert Alert 2, for letting me share it on the show. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Reading other people's scary stories is really what I would love to do. So if you have any, please again send them to storieswithatwang@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find stories with a twang on Instagram and Facebook at Stories with a Twang Podcast. I hope you all have an amazing week, and remember that a little twang goes a long way.